When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Friday, October 7th, and I am recording this right after the jobs number. It's nine o'clock, so a little bit afterwards. Um, Good is bad. Bad is good. The unemployment number went down. So the thought is the Fed is going to continue to raise rates. They are going to continue to um, trim their balance sheet. The, the market was going really well yesterday um, when three Fed governors came out and, the, and they basically said, hey, the Fed won't ease. We're not going to l- lower this. We're not going to stop raising rates. We're going to continue and killed the rally. Um, uh, Waller said he sees nothing in the data to slow down. Uh, Evans said he sees the balance sheet of $11 trillion being wound down within three years. That is a tremendous amount of selling pressure on this market. And if they're going to do that for three years, um, yeah, get, get ready for a super, super volatile market. Um, I, I still say, um, the yeah, Waller, we have not made uh, meaningful progress on inflation. And so they're going to continue to raise. The, the market is, is, is going up based on the fact that they think the Fed will uh, ease up. But, you know, the, the, the talk is we're not going to ease up. Um, you know, Powell has a, a, a biography of Volcker on his desk. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's, there's just a lot of pain that, that will be induced by the Fed. So um, with that, the jobs number, it's a strong number. Um, if you look at the, 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 the chart of like a one or two minute chart of the, the, um, the Dow spy, whatever you want, NASDAQ triple Q's, it all tanked the second these numbers came out. Um, the, the, you're going to see a, a significantly down day. I believe again, it's a Friday. Um, ironically, uh, I did my scans this morning. Couldn't find a stock. I, I do have, have some stock ideas for you, just not a uh, cross-up. Um, nothing that I say, hey, this is you know a great opportunity right now. Um, I'll go over some of this stuff. Uh, the biggest question I've gotten from literally five people yesterday, um, and, and it's, it's not unheard of to hear from you know, 10, 20, 30 people a day um, on some stuff when they, they message me. But for five people to ask me the same thing, is it too late to get into energy? Well, energy's still in play. Uh, the chart on energy is still, uh, you know, XLE is the energy sector. And that's, that's an ATF. If you don't want to buy individual names, the, the XLE is, is perfectly fine. We had a cross up on the XLE September 30th at 72. It's at 82 right now. That's a big move in an ETF in, in what, one week? Um, September 30th to October 7th. Yeah, 
it's 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 a huge huge move. So should you buy into it? Well, the XLE, the RSI is at 70. It's overbought. The MACD is only up at the oscillator line. Um so it's not hugely high. Uh the last time it was up this high, the XLE was selling at 91. So I I think you still probably have 10 points on the XLE. That means your Chevrons. That means your uh, Exxons. That means your um, FANG. That means your PXD, Pioneer Natural Resources. That means your Marathon Oil. That means all that stuff is in play. Carter Worth um, yesterday said, uh, and he was talking about energy, and essentially he talked LNG. And uh, one of the, the announcers asked him, you know, XLE, this, or I'm sorry, um, LNG, this one has been going crazy, blah, 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 and the whole thing. It's at you know, near a 52-week high. Um, wh- where do you see this one going? He said there's, there's no, no stopping it. As long as prices continue to go up and LNG has built this infrastructure of taking gas and being able to sell it around the world at higher prices, um, he doesn't see it, it coming down. It is uh, 3% off a 52-week high of 178. It is 76% above its 52-week low of 97. It is up 70% year-to-date. Um, their earnings are coming up on uh, November 3rd. So you got a couple weeks till, till their earnings. Um, I continue to say LNG at around 150 was probably the buy. Um, if you're going to get in at 172, I, I think you, you wait till it dips down below 170, and I think that's your play. Um, but I just don't see it going anywhere. But if you look at Chevron, uh, there's talk in the administration about going to Venezuela um, to try and get oil pumped. Um, and I heard a quote this morning that if Venezuela were to pump uh, at the same level that Texas does, it would be 3 million barrels per day. That would cover what OPEC just reduced. And, and make no bones about it, OPEC's 2 million barrels a day cut is going to hurt, um, but it's just pulling back what the United States is putting in um, from the strategic oil reserves. And so as the strategic oil reserves get not used, and that was extended till November. But as they get not used and, and we just don't have enough to kind of, you know, pony up and continue to do it. But the Saudis want the price of oil to go up. The Americans want the price of oil to go down. I mean, that's that's simple dynamics of a, a an open uh an open, you know, market. So uh, energy, it's not too late to get in. Just pick your play. Um, there are two that I p- specifically like. Uh, Devon Energy, which I personally own, and I say anything under 60, you buy it all day long. Anything over 60, you sell it once it loses its confirmation. <clears throat> it still has confirmation. There is no reason to think that this one's coming down, but it's at 72. The reason I like it is because it's got a huge, huge dividend. Um, so even if it goes down, to you know 50 or something like that and then it comes back up you still have a 6.45 percent dividend huge dividend pxd i like pxd pioneer natural resources um the the buy-in on this one uh was 214 dollars on september 30th you're at 256 right now 
PXD, let's look in uh, FinViz. PXD, the, um, you are 8% below your 52-week high of 270. There's no reason to see it not go above that. Um, you're 64% above your 52-week low. You got a 9.91% dividend yield. So the dividend has already been paid. That was paid on September 1st. Um, it looks like it probably won't be paid until November or December or something like that. Their earnings are coming up on November 2nd. I can't imagine that they don't announce record earnings. Um, but PXD, it has a huge, huge dividend. FANG, which is Diamondback. Um, this is one that has uh, a buy-in September 30th at 119. You're at 142 right now. It's a huge, huge move. Plus, Fang uh, in Finviz has a 2.11% dividend. Year-to-date, it's only up 36%. I, I have no reason to believe that this doesn't have more room to run. So you've, you've got great ideas. Occidental Petroleum. I mean, you've got Marathon Oil, MRO. Um, you've got lots of plays in the energy space. Do your research. If you want some suggestions, I just gave you some. Devon with a huge in, uh, a dividend. PXD with a huge dividend. Um, try some of those. Uh, do I have more energy news? I was looking at energy news. Oh, one of the, the final trades was SLB, which is Schlumberge. And they are a software company that provides the, um, the energy sector with technology that basically runs the energy sector. <clears throat> Schlumberge is um, 14% off its 52-week high. They have a dividend of 1.65. It is up 41% year-to-date. Um, I want to look at it on the algorithm to see where the buy-in was. I, I have a feeling it was September 30th, to be honest with you. It was September 30th, 3624. Uh, it, it, it's trading today at 42. Um, it is off its 52-week high from 14%. So if you want the energy sector and you want something that plays in the energy sector that hasn't necessarily run completely, it's got a gap up here between 45 and 46. That's close to a, a you know, what, 8%, 7 8%. Um, if it covers from here, from 42. So I, I think that's a great, great energy play that you could throw in there um, as far as the energy sector goes. Um, Netflix. It was said yesterday, and I have never, in full disclosure, never put my money in Netflix. I think I may have traded it one time. It's been capitulating here between about 180 and I'd say 250. I mean, that's a big capitulation. But when you look at this chart, their earnings are coming up October 18th. So a couple of weeks. Um, the thought, my thought is, there is an ad-supported tier that uh, that that is coming. That is going to be a catalyst for this this company, I believe. Um, that is going to, you know, do they have subscribers? Have they lost subscribers? Blah blah blah. Do we see a big gap down? There is a gap here between 256 and 342 on the algorithm. Um, that gap right there, if you were to move up to 300, that's a huge, huge move. But uh, I think that's what you could get. Now, it is still expensive. Um, let's look at FinViz. And Netflix is trading at 22. 
Now, mind you, Apple's trading at like 26, but Netflix trading at 22 without the growth that they had. They're 60% off um, year to date. They're 65% down from their 52-week high, but they are 47% above their 52-week low. There's some support levels here from a volume perspective. Um, if I were to pull it back right before the gap, there is some, some volume support here um, right at about, hmm, I'd say 220 um, is the support level, uh, but it's building up this 230 uh, support level. I, I think, you know, again, if the market pulls this one back to 230, I think it's a good enough move to look at to get in prior to earnings. It's going to be, it's going to kind of be dependent on uh, how the market goes. But with the jobs number coming in strong and the, the market going down, I think Netflix might be in play. Um, news yesterday, AMD brought down their third quarter earnings, um, their, their outlook. Uh, more revisions will be coming. AMD is a chip. Uh, their inventories are horrible. They, they basically highlighted that the PC market is just weak. We had a MACD cross up here on October 3rd um, at 67. Um, it's about, what, 60, I'm sorry, 65. So you're up at 67. It's going to open up down. It's going to open up at 64. So it's going to open up down. Um, down significantly. Stephanie Link posted, um, by the way, AMD at, at coming down at these levels is a super good valuation um, for the growth that they have when they get their inventories and, and chips start to come, come back. Their forward PE is only 13. Um, they don't have a dividend. They're down 52% year to date. Um, if you look at this, AMD's guidance down, they got it down 30%, but the stock's down 50%. So, in my mind, I think you're, you're looking at a valuation that's good. Now, Stephanie Link said, and, and she quoted this. This is a quote from her um, Twitter. She's dissecting AMD and saw that uh, PCs were down 53% quarter over quarter. Uh, bad, but not a huge surprise because of the pandemic. Uh, data center, on the other hand, grew 8% quarter over quarter. That's a big uh, win for Broadcom which is AVGO um, and NVIDIA. NVIDIA, while Broadcom is great, um, it's got a 468.50 um, MACD cross up here on October 4th, um, and it's still got validation, but I think today you're going to see kind of a little button hook, and I think with the, the, the chips you might see this button hook because I just don't think that this rally is going to continue with the jobs number being the way that it is. Um, so AVGO, you've got that one. NVIDIA, I mean, it's still got a huge valuation here. Um, you have a MACD cross up um, on September 28th at 123. You're trading at 131 right now. I think it, I saw it at 124, 125. The chips have just come back. I mean, they've, they've done a complete reversal. So... Uh, I do think that SOXS, remember Jim Cramer was bullish on the chip sector um, as of last Friday, or I'm sorry, last Monday. I think on Monday he said, yeah, if the chips continue, blah, 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 we're going to see it. SOXS had you sell out with a 40% gain, um, and that was on October 5th. It looks like the bottom button hook is coming in again. 
So SOS X is one to watch out. Uh, I've got it on my list to watch to see if there's a cross up again. Like I said, there were no cross ups yesterday. So I didn't see anything that, that tempted me to kind of recommend it. And it's a Friday. So typically I try not to recommend a lot on a Friday, but SOSS in my mind, it's got that button hook. There is a gap down below uh, between 46 and 48. It's trading at 53 right now. Um, I would say that 46 to 48 kind of range is probably where you want to look at it, it was there only you know a month ago September 12th so it's it's not too far out of the realm of possibility that this thing gets back there um pot news uh Biden pardoned all federal marijuana charges uh, not all charges but possession charges uh he asked governors in states to do the same uh this he as has the Justice Department to look at um, uh, whether it makes sense to classify, uh, reclassify marijuana. So this is a huge, huge bull. This is what a lot of pot bulls have been waiting for. It doesn't go to the, the, um, the, the full realm of what pot people necessarily wanted, but it does start. And, and it's a start, and you're seeing some of these um, pot stocks move. I think there was an interview with one of the pot people on CNBC. Um, I did not listen to it. I, I just kind of heard about it or heard it being promoted. Um, so, but let's look at, I'm going to look at um, CGC, which is Canopy. CGC, and I'm pulling up Active Trader Pro right now. Um, I've got to log in. But CGC is one. You had a cross up here on September 29th at $2.89. You're, I'm sorry, $2.97. You're at $3.75. I think you're going to be even higher when I get into Active Trader Pro with the, uh, with the, uh, the bid and the ask. But it's a, uh, next um let me see what the code is uh i've got to get in here okay um gonna go back to my notes i'm logging into active trader pro so i can see canopy growth was up um, there's a couple that are up that I'm going to kind of go through. Um, Canopy, DraftKings. There, there was big news yesterday about several different things that were going on. Um, but I'll go over all of these pot stocks kind of as they're trading now and look at the, the, the charts. I got GRWG, MSOS, Tilray, TLRY. Um, and I am sure there are a ton more that I just don't know about that I'm not covering, that I don't have anything kind of uh, written down about. But CGC, um, let's see. It, this is Canopy, and I think this is one of the largest. Constellation brands, I think it's either Canopy or um, Tilray that they have. a. I think it's Canopy that they have a big stake in. Now, Canopy is trading at 367. It closed yesterday at 375. Um, so it's actually down. Um, it, the announcement came, you can look at the chart, but the announcement came at about three o'clock yesterday and it took off from $2 and 95 cents all the way up to $4. 
Um, I think it hit $4. It looked like it hit $4.15 yesterday. Um, but you're, you're, you're seeing it back down because, again, it's not, there's not legalizing it. Biden doesn't have the power to legalize it. It's Congress that has the power to legalize it. And good luck in getting anything through Congress, anything. They can't even agree whether they're allowed to treat, uh, trade stocks or not. And, and by the way, with the announcement of the pot stocks, uh, Paul Pelosi, uh, let's see those disclosures. <laughs> Wonder if he took a, a stake in uh, Grow Generation Corp, GRWG. Um, you can see this one went from 350 all the way up to 480 yesterday. Uh, this one is opening down as well, closed at 436. Um, so, you know, MSOS, which is a pot ETF, if you don't want to pick um, a, a, a particular company, MSOS is one. It went from 875 up to $12. It closed at 1214. Um, this one, ironically, is, is up. Uh, it is trading at 1280. Uh, the volume is, is pretty big in this one. Um, but again, I, I'm not personally, I've never traded a pot stock. I don't like pot stocks. Um, the margins in this thing, if you think about it, here's, here's, here's the legalization versus the illegal market. The illegal market for pot is still super strong. It's tax free. They don't pay taxes on this stuff. Um, so you can get, you know, your, your desired, um, pot, whatever you want, uh, tax free. When you legalize it, the taxes are anywhere between 25 and 50%. So, for instance, in a state like Las Ve- um, Nevada, in Las Vegas, or Colorado, uh, you will pay significantly more for the legal pot than you will for the illegal pot. Cop pulls you over, they can't tell the difference between the two. So, as a, a resident, you're, you're probably buying the illegal stuff. As a tourist... You're probably paying in taxes and buying the legal stuff. So I don't know that it necessarily makes sense unless they were to. It's kind of like prohibition. When prohibition, read about prohibition. When alcohol um, first was legalized after prohibition, the, the legal people didn't make a lot of money because the illegal trade was still there without the taxes. So that's what I, th- personally, I think that's it. Uh, next, next topic, Twitter, getting out of Twitter at 52 was such a good call, such a good call. And I, I, I commend Dan Nathan for suggesting that on, uh, the closing bell. Cause that's when I basically sold it. He said, listen, your absolute top is 54. You're at 52 right now. Uh, he didn't trust Elon. He didn't trust Twitter. He thought the two sides had bitter, bitter, um, you know, hostility towards each other. And he said, I don't see this getting done. And, and I made the determination, you know what? Two bucks is not that big of a deal um, on a $50, $50 stock. Well, it's trading at 49 So it's $3 down from where I sold it. So I, I think it was a good move. That's my particular opinion. I think if you get out at 49 I still think you're doing good. I still think um, Elon will be forced to pay 54 but I don't think 54 will come to the shareholder. I think there's going to be some debt paid. I think there's going to be some legal stuff. I think they're going to agree on something. And I think shareholders will get about 52. So you might get 53. Who knows? But if you're in this one, I I would say you're better off. If you've got a profit, take it while you can. Move your money somewhere else. Um, Because yesterday, essentially what happened was the, the, the judge said, yeah, we're going to drop the lawsuit, but only until October 28th. If you two can't come up with an agreement 
before October 28th, the lawsuit goes on. So with that said, Tesla is under 240 bucks. Let's look at Tesla. What what is trading at right now? Um, Active Trader Pro Tesla is they're bidding their ask. Um, oh come on, two thirty three. Now, I think my my guess is there is a gap um, further way further back uh, around the split um, that came up at around two ten. Uh, right now, I would say there is no way you would buy Tesla. That MACD, it's kind of turning around, but it's still not, not kind of even close to the strike line. The RSI is at 28. Uh, it could pop from 234 where it's trading right now up to 240, but I still don't think that that's uh, enough of a move. I think it just doesn't have confirmation. Wait for it. Uh, I am waiting for it. Remember how I said I'm putting the 50% back in? I thought I was going to do it at 250. I thought that day was good. Uh, then the Twitter drama started. And and Twitter drama will drive the price of Tesla. Uh, and it's because, say Elon has one of his buddies back out of, of funding this. Well, Elon's going to come up with the money. Most likely, he's got to sell the Tesla uh, stock. So that, that, that's where you take a hit is when Elon actually starts selling some of his Tesla. Um, but I wanted to bring that up with the, the, um, the Twitter stuff because it's all kind of tied together. Now, there was rumors yesterday that DraftKings um, uh, was going to do a deal with ESPN. And that news came out and DraftKings shot up 10%. Um, Here's the deal. If this is even an inkling of truth, DraftKings is a buy all around. You're trading at 1690. This one is up 5% today. Um, I think, you know, if you look at the chart, the live chart on this one, not a trend spider chart, but the live chart, um, this one traded, I think, all the way up to 19 yesterday, 1820. Um, 18, it, so it traded just above 18. That's where you're looking at if the ESPN stuff is true, because all DraftKings need is a, is some type of partnership and boom. If that's the case, what's going to start happening is you're going to start to see um, uh, MGM, uh, Barstool Sports, which went in with uh, Penn National Gaming, Penn. You're going to see Win. You're going to see Sands. You're going to see all of those types of stocks fly. Now, Wynn has been quietly making a move up. By the way, on DraftKings, the buy-in was September, October 3rd at 1539. You're trading up at 17 right now. It's trading up. I mean, it's literally the market opened up and it's moving up. Um, Wynn is one that started to have a move. Okay, sorry. You're going to hear the dog in the background squeaking her toy. But Win is one that has quietly made a move. You had a September 27th cross-up at 68. It's trading at 73. Joe Terranova last night made a case that it's going to move higher. Um, this was his final trade. It is 25% off its 52-week high of $99. Let's take a look. When was that hit? Um, and is it up today? Win is... 
God, come on. Uh, 73.53. So it's slightly up today. Or I'm sorry, slightly down by about 1.2%. Um, it hit its 52-week high of November of last year. So it was at the peak that it hit its high. Um, they're not making money. Uh, Macau needs to open up in China for them to really do well. But there's a lot of good news on this front. And wind might be a good story for this one. So, uh, again, I, I think gambling... Uh, I own DraftKings at a price of about $44 per share. Uh, I've been, and by the way, as we opened up, um, DraftKings took a huge leg higher. Um, it's up 7% right now. So I, I, I'm a big believer in DraftKings. The problem with DraftKings is the price that they have to spend to get a new customer. It's about $1,500, I think, in their last report. Um, their earnings are coming up on uh, November 3rd. I would expect a big, a, a pretty good number uh, increase in earnings just based on NFL. NFL games have been great, by the way. Last night's game sucked, but it's been good. Um, somebody in the past, and I forget who, but somebody reached out to me and asked me to look at um, CVS and Walgreens. And my personal opinion was CVS is just nicer, but Walgreens had a bigger turnaround. Well, CVS last night, um, they got tanked, tanked because their Medicare rating went down. Um, basically, people on CVS's healthcare plan um, essentially rate them as their Medicare, and they've been rating them horribly. Um, so, I, personally, I take Synthroid, which me and 5 million middle-aged women take um, for their thyroids. Um, I had a, an issue where I went to Chernobyl and probably got some radiation because I am an identical twin. He didn't have it for years. Um, now we found out that he has it, but mine may have been just spurred up by the the radiation kind of stuff. But um, I take that and I go to see, well, I used to go to CVS on my uh, insurance plan because insurance forced me to go to CVS to get it. Um, they wouldn't reimburse. Well, I, I did a little research. I was paying $20 per month um, for this Synthroid. Uh, I did a little research, go to Walmart. It's $10 for a 90-day supply without insurance. So $60 uh, with insurance, $10 without insurance. So I went with the $10 without insurance. And I'm thinking of starting a, a podcast about FIRE, Financial Independence Retire Early, um, to help you guys. Maybe it'll be once a week with some tips on how to live and how to look at your income versus your expenses, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking about doing that. That's a possibility. Let me know if you're interested. Okay, uh, that's CVS. Let's look at, oh, by the way, um, two other final trades were in the social media space with the Twitter drama going on. Karen Feinerman, who I really like, uh, Meta, she said it might be time to buy this one. Um, and I don't know, they have great cash flow, but do we believe in Mark Zuckerberg? Um, 139.36 is the buy-in September 29th. You're trading at 137 right now. Uh, I don't know. The algorithm loses you 49% versus buying and holding loses you 46%. Your average win is only 3.93%. You win 24% um, of the time. So this over a thousand candles has been a horrific stock to actually own. Uh, the other one was Dan Nathan, and he said Snap is probably a buy. Remember, Pinterest is the one that I think is most easily monetized. If you guys use these social media platforms, P 
Pinterest, if you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's there to buy. It's pictures of products and they link to it and they get um, monetization. Now, 10.55 was the buy-in on October 4th. Pinterest has their earnings coming up on October 20th. There was an active investor um, uh, hedge fund that kind of is managing this. Uh, and that's where, uh, not Snap, but Pinterest um, is the one with the active investor. 10.55 is Snap. Um, and it's trading at 10.99 right now. So again, do your own due diligence on that one. Whatever you use, I think you should own a, a social media stock. Meta is probably, again, they make so much cash flow. I use um, Instagram uh, more than anything else. WhatsApp, when I'm out of the country, I use that one. But um, there is one, GTII. This is one that Charlie Zip Trader brought up and he said buy it at like 575. Let me look where it is right now. Um, because the algorithm doesn't do you justice on on hype plays and social uh social stocks like this. It's at five dollars and thirty cents. He made the play for it. I haven't finished the video. I kind of fell asleep while watching it last night. I gotta finish it. Um, but GTII. I don't, I don't know what they do. Let me see what they do. Let's go into Finviz and look. Um, GTII. Do, do, do. And, and they, they make you, they're not even in Finviz. God, it's a stock, but there's no result for GTII. Let me just make sure I typed it in right. Yeah, there's nothing. But it's on there. It's Global Ec Industries Group. I don't know. But he, he, he makes the sense that Hey, it could run, and I think it's more on anything, um, more on uh, the chart than anything else. I wanted to bring up, since we're down today, I wanted to bring up DRV. Um, somebody reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, you said to sell DRV, and it looks like it's up 10%. Well, if you're looking at the chart that I'm looking at, there's a button hook, and that button hook, uh, it definitely faked me out. This is where uh, the algorithm comes into play. And I can tell you, hey, take profits. We had a buy-in here at 47.60 on September 15th on DRV. Um, I said, hey, this is probably going to go for a run. This is a legendary run. And I've been, I haven't been bringing it up because I thought, you know, hey, people would be smart enough. When you buy at 47 and you're close to 80, yeah, people are smart enough to get out. Well, Maybe people aren't smart enough to get out because, you know, when I said get out, uh, this person on Twitter reached out and said, well, you told me to get out and it's up 10% now. Well, the algorithm tells you to get out when there's a button hook and after some of these moving averages move below. Well, part of the moving averages in getting out, it's not just a MACD cross down because the MACD did cross down and it crossed down hard. Well, it crossed back up. Uh, within two days, it crossed back up. And we're on the move again. So DRV uh, doesn't have a new buy-in. Still at 47. I would not buy into this one. Uh, the RSI is at 68. I think you're going to see it move back down to 40 as we get to it. Remember, this is a triple levered ETF. So it will move fast. Um, Tom had written to me on Twitter about uh, UD. I think it's UD. I wrote down UDN. Um, but I think it's UDU is, uh, 
Let me see. UD, UDN, do, 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 Invesco. Let me see. Invesco dollar PB. Yeah. UN, I, I wrote down UDN because the dollar's at all time highs uh, as far as its strength goes. You can look at UDN through uh, January till now. UDN has been sinking. Uh, UDN is one that it is a ETF <clears throat> based on the strength of the dollar, but this is if the dollar's weakening, uh, this is a good one. Now, it's at uh, September 30th, 1709 was the buy-in. You're trading at 1708. You've kind of gone up a little bit. Uh, I would not buy into this one until we see this move up to probably, uh, I would say about 1750, 1740, somewhere in that range. I'm willing to give up the 17 to 1750 um, for the move back to 18, 19 dollars. Um, that's kind of where I'm thinking that you now UDN, um, it is the algorithm loses you 17%, 7% versus buying and holding loses you 18%. The average win is only 0.77. So this one does not typically move a lot, but because the dollar is at an all time high, I think this one might be one to look at. I'm keeping an eye on it. Tom, I think, has been trading. Let me look on Twitter, see which one Tom's trading. Um, because he's been touting it. it. It has moved a tremendous amount. As much as uh, UDN is down, um, this other one, and I want to say, why do I think it's UDD? I don't know why I think it's UDD. Um, uh, it is TT, TBT. Or I'm sorry, UUP. UUP is the dollar. UUP is the dollar. And, and by the way, if there's ETFs, if you want to trade bonds, um, if you want to do, you know, the, the two-year bond, the 10-year bond, the 30-year bond, just buy an ETF. You can buy those things and trade, you know, based on the, just the average. But uh, UUP, you had a buy-in here August 15th. It got you out on October 5th with a 5% gain. Uh, this one, it makes you, the algorithm makes you 14%. Uh, buying and holding makes you 19%. Your average win is only 2.58%. Uh, 33% are wins. This isn't a volatile enough one to buy and to trade. But like UDN, um, uh, I, you know, it, it, I, I think UDN is probably a, a good buy and hold for a six-month period. And I think you'll make 10, 15, 20% on that kind of thing. But again, I'm kind of waiting until it has that upturn. Um, it doesn't have an upturn right now. That 1709 was so just minor. It wasn't a major move, even though the MACD, the MACD still only still below the oscillator. So um, that's all the notes that I went through. Uh, I don't have anything for you on a Friday. Watch your UCO, watch your boil. I kind of, let's see, UCO. Um, I, yesterday I had mentioned, I think I titled the episode UCO and boil on a run and boil continued to just tank. Um, I think UCO went up. Yeah, UCO had a good run. UCO went from 31. It's trading at 33 right now. So you've almost got 10% in that one. Um, but boil... Uh, did not have as good 
a day. Um, and Boyle went from uh, 58 down to 53. Um, it 50, uh, essentially, it traded yesterday. It started the day at about 50. Um, I want to say, yeah, 59. And it went down to 55. So you lost, you know, again, it had no confirmation. UCO was your play. And I think I said that yesterday. Uh, Boyle is on a bit of a run today. Um, but nothing that I would say, hey, this is a must buy. UCO, again, we had this. It's got all the confirmation in the world. The buy-in on September 29th was at $27.94. So you, you've had, you know, you've gotten your 10%. You've gotten your 20% out of this one. Boyle, um, let's look at Boyle. Uh, Boyle has, I don't think Boyle has turned yet, did it? Uh, yeah, it did. 5302. You're 5478. So 5302 uh, on September 30th. I said you've got these gaps up here at 8790. I think that's where you're going. Uh, you know, do you have a better, uh, a better buy-in? Well, natural gas just may continue to go down. That's, that's kind of where we're at. So nobody, nobody's Nostradamus here. Uh, I, I get some wrong, I get some right. Uh, but I did say yesterday, UCO is your play. Boyle just, you know, it's floundering there in the 50s. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials going on YouTube Live right now. Uh, have a great weekend. I will talk to you guys later.